0: Hey, Kyle, what nerd shit are you doing this month?
1: You know what, Doug? Actually quite a bit. And I've actually been really excited about some of it. I've been getting like super into comics again. Um, Oh, yeah. And so I started because I'd seen a couple of uh, a really weird one, which was a Walmart exclusive uh, called Superman Up in the Sky that uh, was written by the Batman author at the time. Uh, The two had switched. And it was like a really big thing, but it's a Walmart exclusive, so it's super hard to find. So I was like super trying to find that. And I stumbled across finally reading Doomsday Clock, which is uh, the Watchmen coming into the DC universe, which was super
2: awesome. Oh, and yeah. then I just, cannot
0: wait to get into comics with you. Hey, Matt, what nerdy shit have you been doing this month?
2: It's been kind of a whirlwind, uh, mostly been related to Warhammer. Yesterday, just had another RTT down at ABU, which I did absolutely shit in. Went one and two. Uh, Dice absolutely left the room after game one. And then Friday, uh, whoa, well pre-released. I 3-0'd a store I'd never been to, so that was exciting. Nice. And then other than that, it's been mostly doing modeling and hobbying, trying to get ready for these events.
0: Hey, Kyle. Ask me what nerd shit I've been into.
1: Hey, Doug. Oh
0: for, yeah, yeah.
1: For uh, interrupting me, what nerd shit have you been up to?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, I I played a lot of Commander this month. I was out with my little brother. I uh, did a lot of that. Been doing the weekly thing out in the store, and then I am deep, deep into the Expanse at this point. And I also got to play a another wargaming game called uh, Rune Wars with my. All right, that's brother enough, Doug. Well. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for is that, up.
2: that up. Yeah, because we really need to start this episode. Well, We're the Casual Tutors.
0: I'm Matt. You I'm already met Kyle. i Kyle. Oh, taking, taking control there.
1: Oh, all right. Sorry.
2: And this episode... It is just nerd shit that we've been up to. Nothing specific, nothing generic. And we're just going to hit the ball rolling, as you guys can already tell.
1: And I decided that it's aggressive nerd shit now.
0: (laughs) I cut Kyle off one time and he's just, he's like, no, I'm talking about comics now. It's happening. (laughs) So, yeah, let's talk about comics. Oh, yeah.
2: So,
1: Kyle? um, And here's, this is going to. He doesn't have anything else to say. No, I, I always have something else to say. Uh, this is going to segue well into some other nerd shit too, but I also started reading uh, The Last Ronin, which has been announced as an Arkham-style video game as well, coming out here soon. Uh, maybe not soon. I don't know when it's coming out. But it's uh, a dark post-apocalyptic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic, and it is oh. brutal and badass, and only one turtle is left alive, and it is really <laughs> cool.
0: I'm not going to lie. When you said The Last Ronin, I was thinking like The Last Samurai, the the the, the movie with, uh, what's his name? With Tom Cruise? Uh, yeah, with Tom Cruise. I actually kind of like that movie. It's but, a great yeah, movie. I like, <laughs> See, I got like grim, dark uh,
2: Samurai Jack vibes from what he said. Sure. It's kind of like that. It
0: might actually be Marvel with the Ronin character that felt uh, undervalued. But that's yeah, a lot yeah. cooler, honestly, to go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and, and it's like,
1: like cyberpunk Samurais. It's so cool.
0: That is Super sweet. <laughs> so it's Kamagawa Dynasty, yeah, Neon Dynasty, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was going to say yeah. with turtles, but kamigawa also has turtles.
0: That's true. Does time move faster there as well? Mm, I don't. I don't know. I mean, relative to what? It's all relative. So well, that's exciting. Is that
2: all the comic stuff?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, comics are fun. We we had a little a little. PopCon is what they called it here in Elko. And I spent like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, $200 on comic books while I was there. I got a bunch of special first editions, alter variants. And, um, I got a special printing of the first edition of something's killing the children, which is a, uh, uh, indie studio that's uh, indie studios releasing it and it's gaining a lot of traction it's it's really popular right now in the comic scene so if either of you uh, Doug I know you are um, are interested in comics check out something's killing the children uh, it is a gore fest but it's badass
0: if I've learned anything from this conversation it's that you are way more into comics than me and it's not close which I think we already knew from our previous uh, nerd beginnings episode but that's yeah it's become very apparent very quickly here
2: have you talked to Leahy about comics, Kyle? I have not actually.
1: Um, I that is something that I'm really bad about doing is realizing that nerddoms usually cross over each other. And yeah. I never talk to any magic guys about anything but magic,
2: yeah. Well, apparently Leahy dabbles in the the harder to get limited edition kind of comic book stuff, too. So, you know he might have a line for you or you know be able to
0: get you some stuff Ah, that you might be looking for
1: something else to spend hundreds of dollars on instead of
2: magic
0: (laughs) yes just just what we all need another hobby
2: more hobbies speaking of which i'm becoming a plumber apparently because when we're getting our flooring redone they remove the toilets obviously and you know it's been decided that we were replacing our toilets with new ones and i get to do that
0: I was supposed to fix a shower head today, but I don't think that plumbing is the nerd shit that we're here to talk about today. Matt, what what do you got in the 40k world, man?
2: Oh, man, so much. So besides me just getting totally destroyed with like a top four army by playing when I was playing a top four army yesterday, um, you know, it's been kind of the whirlwind because it seems like it's event after event after event. There's what they called a diamond event coming up on the 15th, which is just a small RTT. So like a three round event that they actually report your scores up into like the, the group that actually keeps track of people's competitive scores to, for things like worlds and stuff like that.
1: Hey Matt, real quick. What's an RTT?
0: Yeah, I was. I, you threw out so many acronyms in the intro, I was like, I don't know what any of that shit means. <laughs> so RTT is kind of like an old school reference to just a
2: small tournament. It stands for uh, Rogue Trader Tournament, and essentially they're just three round Swiss tournaments with, you know, right around 20 players in them.
0: With Warhammer, wouldn't that take like all day, all day?
2: Yeah, it's an all day. What it's what an RTT. Another thing about it being three event, three rounds, which basically translates into one day, starting usually around ten o'clock, and then having your quote unquote award ceremony at eight thirty that night.
1: Holy you know, shit!
0: I mean, yeah. I say that I'm 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 literally going to a disc golf tournament tomorrow, and and do all day disc golf tournaments all the time. So I guess I shouldn't judge. Yeah, but it's definitely a
2: commitment. Um, that's why I got invited to another pre-release today. And I was like, I think I have done enough nerd shit, to, starting with the pre-release on Friday, moving into the RTT on Saturday to like hold me over for a couple of weeks. But that that was great. Like I said, I didn't do good, but it was my... First event where we had like our whole team with a bunch of folks from Rexburg, Idaho, they all came down to Boise and we got to meet each other for the first time. And I even got to play one of them in a game who he unfortunately he stomped all over me with his chaos Knights,
0: which (laughs) was, I mean, good for him, but it was real feels bad for me. Um, Um, Slight deviation in topic here, because you guys talked about this last week, the whole casual versus competitive thing as as it applies to magic. But I know this is a big hot topic issue in the wargaming world right now as well. What is your opinion as a, as it comes to casual versus competitive when it comes to Warhammer or just wargaming in general right now, Matt?
2: Um, well, I, I, I guess kind of in the context of what we discussed last week, it's definitely more clear cut in the wargaming world because when you just show up on your store's wargaming night, that's like showing up to Friday Night Magic where it's casual. You have expectations that people might try hard, but these are things you discussed before as you're setting up your games. Uh, So you can kind of balance out before you go into it and no one really tries hard too much. But Um, then you get events like formal events like an RTT and that might be uh, more on the lines, not quite of a regional qualifier in Magic, but, you know, moving towards that direction. And then you get big convention sized events, which is like, you know, Grand Prix and stuff like that.
0: Well, I'm not sure that FNM is a good comparison here because FNM has constant problems with people showing up and being super serious and and a whole bunch of other people not being super serious, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I guess maybe like your Commander Wednesday type of it. Like okay, casual gotcha. commander pod, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, which also gets pubs and reservations and all well thought, but it's not the expectation like it is with FNM
2: yeah and that's the same thing i mean every once in a while you're just hey i'm gonna show up on thursday anybody want a game and then someone random picks you up but you don't like have that conversation and they'll show up with like eldari and just totally table you round two nice that shit does happen unfortunately but (laughs) yeah other than that it's you know uh i guess competitive wise i don't think 40k is in a particular good place because like i said there's like three or four armies that are you know Above what Games Workshop thinks is a balance level, which they strive for 45 to 55% win rates, which sure, that means it's balanced, right? If you're winning half the time in a two player game. Um, But we're seeing lists, that, particularly Eldar and Gene Steeler Colts, which are in the 60s, pushing 70% win rates when you take the mirror match out of it. And uh, hopefully we're supposed to get, you know, a rules update here this month that will hopefully fix that. But until then, um, it's definitely doom and gloom over in the forums talking about competitive play.
0: (laughs) That's why I stay away from competitive play, competitive play just in general uh that's a that's a big thing for me this month actually i've been uh i've been running a 5e campaign with uh, another couple out here and my wife uh for a while now and i've been super super excited about it lately uh, i can't get into any of the details because my wife is sitting right next to me playing zelda uh and there's like big secrets that cannot be given away but we've uh i started off with just basically a an invasion of the island at night that they all lived on And the city just starts off on fire while they're all sleeping and then sirens start singing and everyone starts uh, being mesmerized into the ocean while pirates walk into the city and start stabbing people into cold in cold blood, which was a little bit more intense than I originally was going for, but was super fun to start with. And ever since then, it's just been them kind of going around the island, trying to find a way to get pirates off their island. Only this mysterious city appeared in the desert. And uh, came out of nowhere and is just uh, also kind of mesmerizing refugees coming from the pirate attack being like, hey, this seems like a cool place to live. Maybe I'll live here forever. Uh, so that's like the, the 5e thing that I've had going on, which has been a ton of fun. It's been fun for me as a GM that hasn't really touched a regular old d d in a long, long time to kind of relearn that system and, and get into it a little bit uh, and, and figure everything out. And then... In addition to that, I've also been reading through the Expanse books after going through that whole TV series and was surprised, at least for the first one and a half books that I've read so far that have been really, really true to the TV series. Or maybe it's the other way around. The TV series was really, really true to the books, which is always something that I've really appreciated. So that's been a ton of fun. I so, didn't even know
1: those were books. I really enjoyed the
0: Expanse. Uh, the show is amazing. If you have not seen it, it is easily the best, like, hardcore sci-fi that tries to be true to how things would actually work that has ever been put to film it's really good yeah
2: Yeah. and i guess are you in the same camp that i am where i feel like after amazon picked up the expanse it got significantly better
0: i didn't know that it didn't start there to be honest i started it when season three had just started i believe
2: yeah that was amazon's first season of the expanse the other one they just picked up but yeah
0: Yeah, I probably didn't even know it existed before then. So,
2: yeah, I guess I was interested to see if, like, the first two books being, you know, like you said, true to the show or the show was true to the books, if they were also slower and it significantly picked up, like, you know, book three or whatever, season three ish.
0: I'm told that the books in the show do eventually uh, divert from each other. Um, I I have not seen that yet. So far, they've been very, it's like exact conversations, exact scenes, that kind of thing. Speaking of that,
1: Uh, one thing that we we have to mention, or I have to mention, is the One Piece live action, which is incredible and has been getting raving reviews across the board. Um, uh, people are losing one
0: piece ball in it's never gonna end.
2: I, I,
1: God, I hope so, man. I really hope Netflix doesn't cancel this.
0: If you want some, some excellent like garbage movie that is not good but is entertaining, the Bleach live action was actually pretty darn good, I, I thought.
1: The, I thought that they did a really good job with the Hollows. Like The CGI and yeah. it was really good. This is incredible. Now, you have to realize, I didn't realize this at first because I was like, okay, I love One Piece, so obviously I'm going to like this. It's really good. But then I started seeing no complaints online, 8.5 <laughs> on IMDb. Uh, People are loving it. People are ranting and raving. It's number one in stream searches on Google today.
0: What does it stream on?
1: Uh, Netflix. It's owned by Netflix. Okay, gotcha. Um, And then I started looking into it. Netflix, this is why it did so well. Netflix had a $17 million per episode budget.
2: Dang. Gross. Yeah. Throwing money at it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's, hey, man, it worked. It did really well. I just really hope that they continue it. Because I've seen Netflix have a hit that they just like, no, we're just not going to do that anymore.
0: That does make sense, though. Like, if you're going to do that, you might as well go into a property that, you know, goes forever. you know, because like I've been watching the Foundation series on Apple TV because I'm a huge Isaac Asimov fan. I'm a huge Foundation fan and they signed them for eight seasons to start. And then the first season came out and everyone hated it. I think I'm the exception (laughs) to that because I kind of like it. But now they're stuck in this. We're like, man, we are supposed to have seven more seasons of this and nobody likes it. Uh, So the second season's been interesting. It's been getting a little bit closer to the books. The problem with the foundation books, if you've ever read them, is they are not action books. Isaac Asimov is the kind of author that would much rather have a conversation about the war that's happening outside of the window and have that be the book and then actually talk about the war that's happening outside the window <laughs> so it just does not translate well to tv at all and they've done a weird job of trying to do it and make it actiony and a lot of people are mad about it but i think it was always going to be like that no matter what you know
1: well and the thing is too is not just having a long running show like obviously you have plenty of material to pull from they they did an excellent job changing things for tv um uh, or for live action versus like anime or manga um they did an excellent job doing that they did they fit probably a hundred a hundred episodes of the anime into eight episodes of live action and they did it like spectacularly um Mm -hmm. but the other thing is is this is one of the it's it's a large fan base and one of the most diehard fan bases so if you were going to do it to anything this was a good one to do i'm surprised it took him this long to be honest
2: yeah one piece is definitely one of those series that either there's a ton of people that love it or a ton of people hate it and either way they're all probably going to watch it mm-hmm. i
0: don't know the only anime i've been watching lately and this is this gets outside of this month so i'm breaking the cardinal rule here but uh we just finished up or got up to date with dr stone uh, which has also been amazing. Um, Dr. Stone's badass runs for a long time because uh, that show, if, if you don't know the premise of it, it's essentially like everyone gets frozen in stone one day. And then like the smartest dude on earth wakes up and tries to redesign society through science, like from scratch essentially. And that's the, the go ahead on that show. And it, it does very, very well on that premise. It doesn't do so well in other parts, like, you know, they do a bad job of making stupid people stupid uh instead of just making everyone a genius but i think anime struggles with that a lot in general uh and it it's forgivable as is a lot of the horny high school stuff uh but in general it's a very very good show
1: i i thought doctor stone was super cool i i'm not all the way caught up but uh me and the wife watched the first season and i really enjoyed it
0: yeah it, it's it, it stays true through uh, the the following seasons that are up to date as well. I hope that it's still going. I have not checked. I hope Uh, that they didn't can that show. That would be very sad.
2: The closest thing I've had to anime this month or really ever in the past, you know, six months has been Zoid clips on TikTok. Just loving the freaking Liger going in and pounding face just like when I was a kid.
1: I have no idea what that
2: is. You don't know what Zoids is? No. No. Oh, my God. You should look this up. It's amazing. Okay. It's like Gundam, except it's like uh, like arena fighting with robots that are like either dinosaurs or like ancient animals at the same time, just packed with cannons and shit. It's just awesome. Sem- it's real TikTok.
0: steel and Pokemon. Send me the TikToks
2: okay yeah i'll start sending them to you but yeah. It, yeah i fucking love zoids it's one of the classics from when i was a kid used to watch it on toonami when that was like a legit anime source spec in like late 90s early 2000s hmm. yeah but that
0: that's that's awesome i'm not i never watched one piece so yeah this is one that i just never got into and and i i think it it suffers from the same thing that bleach does which i did get into and that people just know that it has like 500 episodes, and they're like, "No, man, I'm I I cannot do that to my life." Yeah, it's a no <laughs> for <from> me, dog. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What about? But, uh, then, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Doug. I know. I was saying them combining all that into like eight episodes of live action. I mean, that's something that's actually digestible. I I might check that out.
1: And that's the thing. I mean, if they do the same, if they do the same uh, formula, because I was just talking about this to a buddy today i was like you turn what a thousand episodes into 80 that's a lot more digestible
0: mm-hmm. as long well, as it stays good i i think it's the same thing as evangelion you know like if you watch the original series it's man, man there are 20 episodes that are essentially nothing but shinji just like moping around <laughs> like there's nothing and and i get i love evangelion i really really do but man it's a hard watch in certain parts of the that series and then you watch like the updated version with the movies and it's just like, yeah, Shinji is sad. Here's more robot fights. See, you, know, that, like, you still get everything you need from like the whole idea of it being a, a character, you know, uh, investigation of Shinji. But you also get like, here's all the awesome robot fights.
1: I see. I'm That's where I'm super weird about uh, animes is I am not a big robot fan. I and it's just animes though, because I love the Transformers and I love like uh, Pacific Rim and stuff like that. Like, I'll watch big robots fight monsters on like yeah. the big screen, but Gundam and Evangelion. And uh, I mean, I grew up watching Robotech, so I like Robotech, I guess, but I just could not get into And maybe that's why, maybe it's because I grew up watching Robotech and I was like, this is it. And then Gundam and Evangelion was just a little too much for me. <laughs>
0: If yeah. you liked Death Note and Dr. Stone, I could not recommend Code Geass to you enough. Uh, it's essentially I've, that, but w- with robots.
1: I've heard that. I've I've heard people uh, recommend yeah.
0: Code Geass before. And I
2: fully understand the Gundam thing. As a very casual Gundam fan, there's so many different seasons and so many spinoffs for Gundam, and some of them are just pure trash, where they go down like huge romance lines for some reason and just totally not able to follow. But like OG Gundam, uh, Gundam Wing, stuff like that, are like I don't know, the epitome, again, of my childhood because that's
0: how old they are. Yeah, don't go back and watch Gundam Wing, man. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs>
2: uh, I also really like um, Outlaw Star, and I know that's not super popular either, so I probably just have a bad taste in anime. So
1: it's weird <laughs> you say that because I love a good space western, man. I yeah. Cowboy Bebop was the first anime that I watched beginning to end. My aunt bought me the series when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something like that. Um, and I was super into that. I fucking love Trigon. I'm super into Trigon, and I just I, could never I, get I've into. Heard that ha-
0: there's a remake of Trigon coming, and I'm I'm both excited and nervous about it.
1: I'm in the same boat with you, Doug. And I I yeah. don't really like the art style that I've seen from leaks and stuff like that and clips. But we'll see. I I do really love Trigon, so I'm going to watch it one way or another. But Outlaw Star, I just could never get into. I don't know why.
0: I you know just, I made like, an attempt it, on Outlaw Star, but I never made it very far either yeah i just got way
2: too into it you know after school coming home sitting in my grandma's uh living room watching it just i don't know it is it's very cringy and raw <laughs> and there's a lot of like allusions to prostitution and shit that i definitely didn't understand when i
0: was like eight but Look, man i'm I'm a Tenchi Muyo fan i i get it yeah <laughs> it doesn't have to be good for you to like it there, there, you know <laughs>
1: Okay, we've talked about so much anime. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna no, I mean, I'm going to shift I us to video games now because August was a pretty big month for video games.
0: So, I uh, have been deep into Final Fantasy, but not Final Fantasy 16 because I don't have a PS5. I've been following along with the uh Every FF podcast, which I uh heartily endorse. Uh Finish listening to us before you go over there, though. Uh, but I played all of Final Fantasy II with them uh, on the new Pixel remaster and really enjoyed it. Uh, it. They fixed a lot of the issues that the original has of just it being terrible, although it's still an NES game. You're still going to, like, find yourself on Game Facts and those kind of things, being like, where the hell do I go to do this? Because I don't have time to do six hours of random battles to figure out where the hell this city is or what, or whatever. Um, And then on top of that, I started uh, Final Fantasy X-2 because I never played it originally because of the obvious reason of I'm a dude and they sold it as Pretty Pretty Dress Up uh, to women and I don't think they knew what their demo was, essentially. Uh, Oh, I think
1: they did. I just didn't think they sold Pretty Pretty Dress Up to women, Doug.
0: Well, and that's fair. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It is still horny as hell uh, as every 2000s game is. So there's... There's all like it, it starts off with like being like, here's an upskirt shot. And you're like, thanks for that game. I'm trying to watch this with my five-year-old in the room. Um, You know, so there's that portion of it. But the gameplay itself has actually been fairly entertaining. Once I got past all the intro stuff that was a little bit like, wow, I can see why this didn't sell well and why people didn't like it like on reflex. So that's been interesting. And that's kind of the game I'm in the middle of right now.
1: Doug, one, I, I fucking love you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh the big news in video games for august that i was talking about was not final fantasy but i love that you're it's playing not, final it's not fantasy a 20
0: year old final fantasy game Are because
1: you sure? i totally forgot about final fantasy 16 did that come out
0: it did and it's it's been doing very very well i'm very excited to play it i just don't have the hardware so i'll have, I'll have to check it at. out
1: uh um uh, after breaking this after starfield which is not august but uh, that's not the game I'm talking about. Um, I was super into. There were there were two big games that uh, it seemed like everyone was into. I was into the smaller one, which is Remnant Two, which was really fucking good, which is incredible. Um, the other one being Baldur's Gate Three, which I bought, you know, six years ago when it came into like alpha or whatever. So I wasn't really super interested in it, um, but. <laughs> The thing that people are saying that I really appreciate and we should, just like we talk about doing Tawatsi, breathe down the AAA studios next a little bit more, is that these were two smaller studios that released full games with hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay, no microtransactions, no promised later DLCs for freaking extra content. They were full games that got flying colors across the board and were both amazing. And I really hope that the studios out there, like Bethesda with Starfield, I haven't tried yet, it full releases on the 6th of September, uh, so I, don't, I, I can't say it's a bad game yet. But um, I really hope that these big companies with their big titles can take a page from these two studios because that's how video games should be.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I was actually supposed to start Baldur's Gate with my wife tonight if I wasn't doing this tonight. So you guys have stopped <laughs> me from a good gaming experience from everything I've heard. That's so Jennifer's been that.
1: playing. She's been enjoying the shit out of it.
0: And we, apparently, there is a way out there that you can uh, play together on a single Steam account if you load it as an EXE on the other computer. So we're going to try and do Ooh. that and see if it works.
1: I'll have to check that out because she's been. I've been sharing my library so that she can play it.
0: Right, yeah. And if you... I'm, unfortunately with steam and i wish they would fix this if you share library you cannot play the same game as the same person sharing your library which is like why would i share my library i can't even play a different
1: game in my library i'm sharing my entire library to her i've been having to turn my network off to play civ 6 while she plays it
0: it's piss poor steam fix your shit i know you're in the comments
1: but what about you matt what uh what space adventure games have you been playing that aren't starfield it doesn't count it comes out this month (laughs)
2: I have played Zero Star Citizen, so no space adventures for me Ooh. this month. I have a whopping 3.2 hours into Baldur's Gate. i uh, had it since day one. What would you make? I made a rogue. Okay. And I don't really know what I'm doing, so it's not good.
0: I'm, I think I'm going to make a druid. I'm, I'm still kind of bitter that druids have become all wild shape and, and casting and no summoning, but uh, I'm hoping that I can have fun with it anyway, so we'll see.
2: I kind of just recklessly send my party in and sit in the back stealth and do nothing with him. So
0: sounds like the rogue. I found out in my five, E campaign this week that a rogue in a cornfield is like the most terrifying thing (laughs) I've ever heard of in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly a cornfield. Why have I never put a rogue on a farm before? Holy shit. This guy, it's the beginning of a horror movie.
2: (laughs) Doug spent too much time in the Midwest. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, that's just
1: Doug. Holy shit. Yeah. Let's put together a slasher campaign.
0: Hell yeah. No, actually, the one I've been wanting to do, I've been wanting to run Rifts again, and we've still not had our uh, alternatives to D&D episode that we've had in the can for forever. We'll have to do that eventually. But uh, I I run uh, an alternate thing that is riffs and AD&D shoved together with a Thaco system, and one of the ones I want to do with it is just a... Hey everybody! Write up ten character sheets and don't get attached to any of them. Campaign. Uh, I really, really want to do that. Where it's just like, all right, we're gonna get that. We're gonna kill some characters today. Let's do it,
1: Doug. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it virtually. Riff sounds like a super easy, not complicated thing that we don't have to do in person.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious or not, but yes, it's a super simple system. That's the whole
1: idea. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I was being facetious, but I do think that uh that we could do it virtually. I think with you at the helm dog, we could do anything.
0: Oh, thank you, Kyle. I yeah. appreciate that. I mean Matt, you, can we force you to play d I, I think uh, I'm still just, thinking about rogues in cornfields and thinking of Jeepers Creepers now.
1: <laughs> I I'm pretty sure you just make up all the rules for your Riffs campaign, so uh
0: that is the general idea, yes. I, I for those of you that are like the, uh, the player that is like memorizing rule books and, and making optimum builds, you do not want me as your GM. Yeah, his I name will.
1: is Nick Lewis. You guys have met him.
0: <laughs> they're, an ev- they're everywhere. But
1: yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Nick.
2: I don't think he does.
0: <laughs>
1: Stab him. He's going to be like, I heard what you said.
2: The episode won't even be out yet. And he's going to tell you he heard what you said. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he's not here right now just stabbing you (laughs) yeah but that's all my my game experience i think a total just 3.2 hours this month totally on top of my video gaming life again
0: oh yeah all right we've hit video games we had a little bit comic books we hit a lot of anime Mm -hmm. uh and we managed to stay entirely away from magic the gathering other than me mentioning i played a lot of commander this month uh how are we feeling guys
1: i think we're pretty fucking nerdy
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, August was uh, was a good month for nerd shit, I would say. Uh, other than that, w- Matt, what else we got? You want to take us to some business?
2: You know, we got our socials, super exciting. There's a link down in the description that takes you to a link tree that hits them all. We're pretty much everywhere at Casual Tutors. The only one we honestly care about is our Discord. So get in there, join our community, talk to us, you know, all your nerdy subjects, even if it is MTG. um, We want to hear about it. We want to talk with you. And, you know, it's really the best place to get us on a regular basis. If you have questions or, you know, you want to tell us how we fucked up in this episode.
0: Even more than that, I would say next month when we do this here, uh, we, we can, if you guys have got cool nerd shit, uh, let us nerd, tell us about it in the Discord so we can nerd out about it on next year's nerd shit. Next month. Next month. Next, yeah. next month's nerd with, shit. With,
1: with that in mind, as Degas said, uh, this will probably be something that we do pretty regularly once a month. Kind of a, a little nerd roundup.
0: Nerd, oh, are, you, are you trying to steal? what it's called kyle are you just gonna name this nerd roundup and i'm over here talking about nerd shit and you're gonna be like that's not what it's called doug
1: nope i just named it nerd roundup that's what it's called
0: now (laughs) you you son of a bitch
2: (laughs) on par anyways you
0: guys have anything else you want to bring up no i'm good betrayal uh betrayal at the end that's we're good to go okay great anyways that's us i'm matt
1: i'm kyle
2: i'm doug they we're the casual tutors
1: thanks for listening
0: obscure outro